You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. With all the strains we smoking later Scotty's on some micro trip Working up next level shit And then we stop and light one The crew shows up, can I get some? If you wanna smoke on these trees You gotta kick it with the DGC In the car we gonna burn sour D's Hop in, you gotta be 18 And when the party gets back to the crib More dabs as I show them how I live And you, and you know the dank have flavor Cause only one day later You got dude playing on the phone Dude girls playing on the phone Dude girls playing in the phone Recharge it up as your ringtone Cause one day later Dude playing on the phone Dude girls playing on the phone Dude girls playing in the phone Recharge it up as your ringtone Smoke Roll up your own dude grosses on your smartphone. Roll up your own dude grosses on your smartphone. Roll up your own dude grosses on your smartphone. Roll up your own dude grosses on your smartphone. Let's go pick some strands for later. Bust that new shit for our favor. Leave your wallet, we'll do a trailer. Like that shit and then we'll fade out. I tell you that dank ain't a thing to me. We burn all night cause we rolling up trees. So do yourself a favor, download the show for later. You got dude grows on your smartphone Dude grows to get the dank on Dude grows on the smartphone Dude grows will grow your breast strong You got dude grows on your smartphone Dude grows to get the dank on Dude grows on the smartphone Dude grows will grow your breast strong This week in cannabis, hot off dudegrows.com news press You ready to dock out some news, Scotty? Hells yes, man Hell's yes. All I got is opinion, man. What's the better what's the what's the better news out of these two uh shows? Would you go with uh SNL, Saturday Night Live, or would you go with uh the the John Stewart, you know, the Daily Show? What was SNL's called officially? The weekend update. Weekend, weekend update, update. Or the yeah. Daily Show, man. Which one which one if you had to pick one would you rather oh, have? Fuck yeah, Daily Show, man. Daily Show's like where I get my news from, man. It's like a n- <laughs> news from somebody that doesn't seem to be brainwashed, you know, like a sensible person, man. Yeah. Everybody else, dude, you can tell right where the fuck they're getting paid, man, you know? Yeah, no, I hear. I, I dig on it, man. I, I, said, I don't know if it's back out yet with the new uh, the new host. Have you, I don't know. <laughs> did you see John Stewart? Cable, so. John Stewart retired, and then he did a stint on, he hit some dude with a chair in professional wrestling, like the next night. 
What? <laughs> yeah, he showed up at a professional wrestling match and smashed, I think it was John Cena, with a chair. Uh, it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. <laughs> and it was okay. just so weird and random, you know? Off the wall. Yeah. Yeah, if I was John Stewart and I had kids that like wrestling, I'd be, really? All right, watch this, man. I could do wrestling. Watch this. One phone call, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Vince McMahon's like... Party yeah, he, that night, and like now that you have, you know, you know, like the Super Bowl thing. What are you gonna do now that you've uh, ended the best comedy news show? I am gonna go hit a professional wrestler with a chair, hit <laughs> something completely off the wall. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, I can do professional wrestling if I want. I can do anything. And the guy's like, Yeah, right. I'll show you, man. I'll show you. <laughs> I'm sure it takes all one phone call. Be like Vince, uh, owner of uh, WWF, uh, John Stewart wants to, you know, come and do professional wrestling. Yep, fly him in. Send a jet. Go get him. <laughs> all right. Well, let nice. me give the lowdown, guys. We're gonna. <clears throat> we're going to try and get through some uh, news here and keep it entertaining. I have uh, admittedly read none of it yet. We're busy today with uh, – we have a great Costa Mesa Steve interview for you that should be out either uh, – it'll be out next week, Monday or Wednesday next week. We'll, we'll throw it up there probably for you. Um, if not, you know, it's coming soon. But we've been, you know, getting some interviews because we've been, we've been interview lists for a little bit. So uh, I wanted to uh, – and then so that way this week in cannabis was pushed back, but we are here with the news now. Yeah, man. The news now. Cannabis What's news it? now. F- fire one off. Wisconsin. Friendly Wisconsin. Nine of ten largest cities have decriminalized marijuana possession, man. Hey. Okay. So what is the what's the penalty then? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So I was like, cool. Hey, I wonder what the word decriminalize means to different people. To me, it means like, hey, we're not really worrying about that anymore, man. You can just go ahead and do that. And uh, we're not really busting people for that anymore. Like, that's what decriminalization means to me. Um, But it seems to mean that you can get a $1,000 fine in, in Green Bay. <laughs> it doesn't seem very decriminalized. I mean, that's that would funny be like, where you say... Uh the highest of the in Green Bay is a thousand dollars. SNL actually did a skit on this where because I think they decriminalized in New York and like there is like these people inside hitting the bong and they saw the uh, you know the news flash and they all started walking out into the streets. Man, it was time to party in the street and lighting spliffs and doing all that shit. And then like they were walking to the cops and everybody was smiling and all of a sudden like hey, the cops are like we said you know it's criminalized but you, you can't smoke it. You know, you can't be out here, same as in Colorado, you know, here it's not even decriminalized, it's fully legal, but damn, you can't be going out and smoking it, it was a funny-ass skit, but right, uh, regardless. Right. You can just have it, man, you can't yeah, use you can. it. Exactly. Uh, but, man, I was yeah. hanging out with my buddy, uh, one of the Colorado Magic Board guys, shout out to, to Mike, man, who is actually a commercial producer for the G- DGC, man, showed some support, man, so we really appreciate that. But um, we was hanging out a couple days ago. And we were eating lunch. And we were talking ideas, web ideas, wiring, you know, different things about the boards and everything. And we ate some lunch. And then we just sat in the restaurant for a solid hour. And you know what we sure as shit did want to do was go somewhere and smoke a, you know, smoke a bowl or a joint. And we really couldn't find any place. Here we are in Weed Metropolis. And we're like, well, we can go on the streets. So we went outside. We looked. And there was fucking, like, parking cops and just basically cops everywhere. We were fucking right by the Justice Building, you know. So we're like, that's eh, probably not a good yeah. idea to smoke here. And uh, we we're just like, dude, if there was a coffee lounge, you know, or a coffee house where you could go and fucking smoke a bowl, um, you know, maybe even buy a gram, uh, you know, smoke some good coffee, buy some good coffee. Um, 
it would be just great. And then just chill and then do a little bit of business, do a little bit of bullshitting. I mean, that's what we need. I'd love to see the weed show up there before it shows up at the bars, you know, where yeah. it gets a bad name. He was smoking weed and then he got in a fist fight, you know. It's coming. Need that it's, shit. I think there's some shit coming for sure. They're working on it. Yeah, uh, man. Anyway, just back to the news. I found this interesting just that, you know, it Wisconsin, it's been decriminalized, but you can still get a $1,000 ticket. It seems to me like it's been monetized, man. Man, do we make $1,000 when we put that guy in jail? Nah, not close, but not really. Well, let's just fucking charge him $1,000. Let him get back to work so he can pass faster. Yeah, but they said the thousand's the maximum. That's for the guy that's just a total dick to the cop, you know? Like, fine, I don't think so. I like think that. that's the guy that gets caught in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right, but I, I don't know. You might be right. That's like you can get charged a thousand dollar fine for littering, will you? It depends, but usually not. You know, I don't know. Some cops though might just be straight up. You know, uh, as I am. I mean, why you let? Why the hell are you littering? Bam! Thousand dollar fine for throwing your cigarette out the window. I'm tired of that shit. <laughs> hell yeah! I'm uh, trying to think of that movie. I can't remember. The guy flicks his cigarette butt. Oh, it was uh, me, myself, and Irene from way back in the day. Dude flicks his cigarette butt and. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey's in this mean character, and he's just decided that's it, man. It's on. He's gonna fight anybody for that, man. Oh, that movie, that movie cracks me up, man. That's a good stoner movie too. <laughs> good to just get high and laugh at that one. What's the um, all right? The best we said it before. The best ever. This, this would be like you're, you're curating is when the uh, I don't know. There's some video of a guy on a motorcycle, and they, these people throw like their McDonald's trash out the window, and he just zooms right up, stops. And throws it all right back in on them. <laughs> Imagine if you were somebody that littered. That is just the perfect. It's the perfect point, man. There you go. And they're like, "What are you doing? Wait, what? Oh, that's ironic, man. Change. Love it, man. All right, what do you got? Tax revenues, man. Yep. Up? Is that what I'm seeing? It's just legit, man. I mean, this is the legit. You know, uh, uh, I don't know what the hell how they call it, man. Revenue stream, I guess you would call it, but. <laughs> You know, legal marijuana states collect over $200 million in new tax revenue. That's tax revenue that was not, they weren't going to get a hold of that before, man. You know, that money gets spent in the economy. It doesn't get hit under some drug dealer's mattress because he can't show it. That money's going into the economy, man. This is good for everybody, man. Yeah, Taxing I see them redoing our capital building here in Denver, re- re- replating all that gold, man. We're going to start just plating everything in gold with it. That's what we're going to do. You come up in Denver and it's gold plated because of the tax. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like I said, I hope it goes to good things. I've seen them piss away $200 million and the lickety split, man. You could do that on one bad bill. But, uh, okay, taxes on legal production and, and sale of cannabis in the state of Colorado and Washington have yielded over $200 million in new revenue. Um, since the regulations have collected, since, the reg, regulator, since then, regulators have collected an estimated $117 million, so since uh, January 1st. Um, an estimated $24 million of this total has been designated to public schools. Uh, construction funding, while $8 million is being used to, to fund clinical studies of cannabis efficacy. That sounds like a decent investment, man. That sounds about what right. What is cannabis efficacy? What would that I mean, be exactly? It means we're going to prove that it's effective. Efficacy, think of effective. Um, you know, we're going to prove it's effective on PTSD. You know, we're going to prove it's effective on uh, stomach, dis- you know, Crohn's disease or whatever. So then we'll have some real proof. So that we can go when we go in front of Congress, you know, or when we try to do get to get it federally uh, legalized or, or whatever happens, at least even if we just go try to get veterans to uh, be able to, uh, 
you know, to, to be able to use it or to have insurance be able to recognize it. They need to know that it that it's efficacious, man. It means that it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. but efficacy is a common thing in uh in fertilizers. Anytime you talk to the fertilizer control board, they always talk in efficacy and efficacious efficaciousness, man. Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm learning something every day. All right, yeah. we talk about these consumers over here, man. Consume the shit it's, out of that, man. It says that most consumers are choosing retail marijuana access over the black market. Yeah, well, that's um, how I went to Polly's house. His mom yelled at me and stuff, and yeah, it wasn't cool, man. You know, so now I just go to the store. How's this Paul <laughs> Paul Tuckett? Anytime I hear Paul Tuckett now, I think of a. Isn't that the brand of like a beer on uh, uh, Family Guy? Coach? Yeah, Family Guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> straight out of Quahog, man. Re- retail cannabis providers are far more popular with consumers than our illicit market providers, according to survey data compiled by Marijuana Business Daily. I, mean, I don't know if I believe this. Sixty-nine percent of respondents who reside in states that permit regulated marijuana sales reported no longer purchasing cannabis from the black market. Um, you know, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if you find somebody decent that sells you, uh, you know, a $35 quarter, I'm sorry, a $35 eighth, something like that, and you can go there and you feel good about the people behind it, um, yeah, and it's convenient. You know, you can go there, you know, five, six days a week. You, know, you got to keep normal hours. It is a little bit different than trying to wait for your buddy to get home and hoping that he's got something and hoping it's not the bottom of the barrel and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I could see that if all things being equal and the prices are equal. And don't forget, it's hard to fucking get a real, you know, in, in some states, it can be very hard to get a really, really good dank hookup, man. You know, well, something if that's you fair. Caught, well, I know you were there, Scotty, but if you caught, um, what's going on this past Wednesday, I'm, I'm really not too happy. You know, you got to do your research, but depending, of course, you know, there's variables on either side of black market or recreational. Plenty of black market dealers always have, you know, let's say Joe over there, he always has the best lemon OG, man, straight up. I, I know him on a level of being a grower. That shit's all legit. And then we hear about them testing these products in the news in Denver on the concentrates. Concentrates come from flour. And if those, you know, concentrates are tainted with the imibectin imichloroprid and all that shit wherever flowers they came from are definitely infected too because if it's on the leaves it's on the flower well so, fuck yeah definitely but is I this shit like, that they yeah. i don't like it yet man i know there's some quality providers out there um haven't taken the time which it's in the future i will to you know research and hopefully get you know a good grower uh, up on the show here from one of these commercial units to talk about the the challenges with all of it but um, yeah, that's my, my problem with it. I don't but have any do you, issue with the black when you're, mark. I don't mean, I wouldn't buy any herb from you, you know, but you know, but when you're driving, do you ever speed? Yeah, of course. Sure. Speed. Why, why do you do it? Mm. Because it's fun, whatever, but because you don't think you're going to get caught, right? It's because I'm running late, man. Shit. Yeah, but would you ever speed if there was a cop with a radar gun standing in the corner where you could see him or standing at the, on the side of the road where you could see him? Would you ever speed then? Uh, of course not. Right. My point is is that the reason people were spraying Eagle 20 and uh, all that shit, imidacloprid and or whatever, and laid in flowering, the reason they were doing all that is because they didn't think there was anybody there to catch them. It took a long time for this marijuana enforcement division to get their shit together, you know, and it seems like they finally did, and people, you know, needed to get smacked one time, slapped in the face, to uh, understand that these guys are for real. 
Yeah, but you get moral objections there, man. What about just because somebody's there not to catch you, shouldn't it matter in the sense of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm potentially harming people's health? So when you're speeding, Maybe they don't you're not, know you're that. Just speeding is not, you know, sure, you might get in an accident, but, you know, they don't, I mean, yeah, they don't. There's some lame-ass cop that'll convince you that you're fucking going to kill everybody if you speed. You know what I mean? So there's an argument for everything. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I just think these guys, honestly, what it comes down to is the guys that are behind the money and the funding and maybe even the quote-unquote, I've got huge air quotes around the master growers because a lot of the guys that are behind these uh, – these big time grows, they fucking don't listen to anybody, man. They think they got the, you know, these guys are mostly getting fired and we're seeing like the second or third tier of growers come in. But there was a lot uh-huh. of bullshit growers that talked their way into positions. And I seen it firsthand that built rooms poorly and then grew plants for shit and got fired and, and blow up with their investors within six, eight months, man. Cause they couldn't come through with what they said, man. It's really easy to talk a good game in this business. And then it's really easy to fuck up and need to look for something like avid or uh, eagle 20 to get you out of a jam to get your hundred grand and to stay in business and that's a lot different than you know when you're dealing with a guy that's doing this for maybe a little bit of extra money or even just a source of pride you know what i mean a lot of people now little little growers are doing this as a source of pride and if you can find yourself a little boutique you know a guy that's got four lights that grows the fucking diggity dank man and he doesn't he's not doing it for commercial purposes so he'll sell it to you for 35 and eighth or whatever god damn you got a good hook up there you know fuck going to a store if you got something like that yeah one opened up just by me uh native roots and uh down here in in south, southwest of denver and i haven't been there yet and they got wrecked and mainly i want to go talk to them and see what see what's up see if i can get some information as well because some people yeah. i know straight up will say hey look everything comes they, they know they grow well and I, i'm you know i've talked to the, the clinic seems to be all in-house to my knowledge i think what they you got a beautiful do weed there man is control your uh yeah your supply because i know there's independent growers that i think I'm not positive. I, th- I believe if you're an independent commercial grower, you have to align with a certain dispensary. You can grow off-site. I don't know if you're an independent grower, you have a commercial grower's license, if you can sell to multiple dispensaries. I guess it would make sense. As long as all the transactions are between licensed people, you're good to go, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not I'm not in that arena. Yeah, I don't keep up on all, all, all the legalities, man. You don't read but, all uh, that shit, man? Hell, that shit bores the hell out of me, man. I want to just go down and get my fingers dirty, man, and grow, grow you know? But um, Yes. Yeah, man, and, and you know, I, I think what's going to happen, though, is that you're going to see now that people are getting busted, the next guy that says, you know, w- when the money man says, yo, just spray some Eagle 20 on there like we did last year and, you know, blow it the fuck out. You know, the the grower comes in, the second or third grower, you know, that they've hired comes in and says, hey, dude, we can't do that, man. Fucking they test it everywhere for that shit. And, uh, you know, our, our shit will be quarantined and it'll cause huge problems for us. You know, sometimes you need a rebuttal like that. But a lot of people are just growers are just powerless. They're these guys that are just waiting to get their next paycheck. When you're stuck hooked on a paycheck, man, and they're paying you well, it's fucked up what you'll agree to sometimes, man. Yeah. Yeah, right on, right on. Uh, <laughs> what do you got, brother? What the next one? Oh, this is a cool one right here, man. <clears throat> Patients replace uh, prescription drugs with cannabis. I mean, just like we were bullshitting about that crazy prescription drug, uh, whatever, that sleeping pill that made you all fucked up the next day and you might drive a car while not, not realizing it is <laughs> one of the side effects. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whoa, that's a fucking hell of a side effect, man. But... um. 
yeah, of course you could just smoke some good weed, find the right strain of weed, and uh, smoke it and go to sleep. I mean, I shouldn't say it like, you know, it's going to work for everybody, but neither is a sleeping pill. So you might, you, I would say certainly say that things like that where people are being prescribed sleeping pills, antidepressants. Man, I just can't get out of bed in the morning, man. You yeah, know? it looks like they what they surveyed 365 medical patients, um, and they said they most often reported using cannabis therapeutically to treat symptoms of chronic pain, muscle spasms, nausea, anxiety, arthritis, depression, headaches, insomnia, and stress. So how many different, uh, you know, prescription pills are out there for those just mentioned, uh, you know, ailments? Like, Dude, just probably. watch TV for an hour <laughs> or so. You'll see, man, because TV is one of those things where, like, a lot of, you know, active people have replaced television, where they're, they call them cord cutters and whatnot, where, you know, they get their information. Instead of having it pushed to you, as soon as you turn on that TV, you know, things are being pushed on you. you search um, it out, yeah. Yeah, you're pulling it. You're saying, all right, man, I can start here with this blank Google box, and then I can pull the information that I want in. And it's, you know, it just, just seems to be the, the new way, you know. It seems to be a little bit more, more the, I don't know, I certainly like it, man. But, um... What it, you know, it it works for some things and it doesn't work for other things. And one of the things that you know, regular old school TV doesn't really work anymore, man. People demand more information and more engagement. So you can't just fucking you know make a cool little jingle and jam fucking tied down our throats and we're gonna buy it. You know, it's it just the, that formula broke. It's cracked. Um, but what you can do is you can find you know either. People that love asking their doctors for shit. You know, there's definitely a lot of people that their hobby is their health, man. You know, and whether they're, you know, they're into buying supplements or, you know, that's one thing to help the supplement people. But there's a lot of other people that go to their doctor, tell them that something's wrong. And that's that's the attention that they get. You know, this is wrong. All right, here. And what's the doctor going to do? He's going to get himself invited to, you know, the, the free trip to Hawaii next year by saying, hey, you know what? Uh, why don't you try this pill? And, oh, really? Now you feel drowsy? Well, here, try this one. You know, <laughs> dude. My wife went to the, the dermatologist, and she had a uh, uh, it's called the Fort Collins Skin Clinic. I'll give them a, a Jeers, man. Whatever that the opposite of Cheers is, this one's a Jeers because they went. She went and uh, she was. They were like, "Hey, your face is a little bit red. Here, why don't you try this uh, cream? It'll get rid of the redness." Well, she goes to fill the prescription, and it's three hundred dollars. And she goes back to some other doctor, and the other doctor goes, uh, why don't you just use this one that's 10 bucks that we've been using for like the last 50 years? It does the same shit. And you realize who that doctor's working for. That doctor don't give a shit. They ain't getting paid because you're paying them that $35 deductible or whatever they're billing the insurance, 150 bucks. They're getting some on that, and then they got an additional revenue stream of working with these prescription companies man whether you know and and maybe it's not done straight up in cash man but they're getting benefits from this shit man and they are pushing bullshit out there and it's it's just a big scam between the the drug companies and don't worry we'll market the shit out of it well just like the same way i work this show and I, i work real hard to educate people to teach them how to how to use something valuable like recharge uh dude it works man you know and and for you know, medicine and, and, and big media, man, they go out there and they teach people how to, how to want these pills, man. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and it's not always about, it's just about reduction too. Like the article says, you know, it's not like cannabis can be a miracle drug, but it also can just assist, you know, a personal story with 
my wife having back troubles and you know when she she had surgery a few years back two three years back and she could take half of what's prescribed to her and you know and then have you know take half of the pain med half of whatever and what did she give you the other half what's going on here dude? <laughs> and then always uh yeah just be enjoying some one hits uh consistently not only keeping um you know her pain at bay but also keeping like you know i've shit, been sitting on this couch for this like just keeping the being the cabin fever a little more interesting you know with the boob tube and reading and that's right i call it the boob tube because just because my grandpa did that's a tv if you will but yeah, uh, you got your stuck on skinamax bro what's that i said you call it the boob tube because it's stuck on skinamax when you go over your house <laughs> skinamax huh that's we're old yeah All right. pulled that one out of the 90s bro <laughs> pretty much um uh, I, I said, um, and I'm always trying to be professional <laughs> oh, and keep the ums out of it. Word. Look, I, I got a couple interesting things going on here, man. One of them is, uh, is, you know, while we're talking about how great this medicine is, and it really is excellent medicine, the politicians just don't want to hear us, man. I mean, uh, Illinois has a medical marijuana program going. <clears throat> I mean, Illinois has Chicago in it. That's a fucking big city, man. You know, that's no joke. Um, and the governor's rejecting things like, hey, let's, I'll give you the specific list, but they tried to get PTSD on there. And like, I think it was like 11 other or 10 other, um, you know, problems, disorders, diseases, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. that, ca- that cannabis can help. And for some political reason, the government's like, no, or the governor is like, no, no, can't do anything. Can't, and not making any changes right now, man. You know, it's like, what the fuck, man? Uh, yeah. Hey, did you read his veto message? He said that he did not authorize expanding the program to include additional ailments because the medical marijuana program is still in its early stages <laughs> and it would be premature to expand qualifying conditions before we have had the chance to evaluate it. And that's what I mean. When 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 Colorado and and uh, that you know that two hundred million dollars worth uh, what was it hundred I'm sorry one hundred seventeen million dollars uh, that we've collected this year to date. Uh, when that money is being spent, what they say, $8 million is being spent for, for studying it. When those programs come through, then we could say, you know, Illinois can at least have somewhere to look and be like, hey, you know what? All right, I do see these studies came in, and it looks like it really is an effective treatment for PTSD or Crohn's disease or, you know, like I said, those are the ones that, that you know, multiple sclerosis, whatever. So, you know, we need, I guess, I guess that's what we're doing now. It really is in the infancy, man. This is, um, sorry, I was just jumping ahead to, uh, I'll just say I hear what you're saying. And okay. I was jumping hey, ahead. as long as you hear what I'm saying while you're not really listening to what I'm saying, that's cool. I hear it. <laughs> word. This next story's got medical, uh, medical marijuana and medical insurance. Never the twain. What the hell's never the twain? Look, it means something. I decided this chick is way smarter than both of us, man. She is, um, oh shit, uh. This is a, a cannabis attorney that I found, and I, I put her feed on. This is the Canna Law blog, and uh, this woman's a cannabis attorney. She's smart as hell, man. So I like to sometimes uh, loiter in her arena, man. Well, this is this is no mainstream health insurance company in the United States offers a policy that covers medical marijuana use. The reason for the situation is the same reason Medicare and Medicaid do not include medical marijuana. As part of their coverage, U.S. Food and Drug Administration has not approved any drug containing or derived from botanical marijuana, and health insurance companies do not cover drugs that are not approved 
by the FDA. That's wrong. Dude, I mean, if, when, when I can take my insurance card to the dispensary and get like, you know, do like the $15 prescription thing, you know what I mean? And be like, yeah, it's $15 uh, quarters, you know? I will kiss your mama, man. I mean, that is crazy, dude. Hey, that well, would the F- be the goods. <laughs> the FDA has approved a drug containing synthetic version of a substance is that is present in a marijuana plant. So, of course, yeah, hey, we'll improve the synthetic version. What's that? That's probably Marinol. Yeah, um, it seems super yeah. lame. It seems like missing the point, bro. Yeah, it's completely lame. It's trying to, I'm trying to think of what, give me an analogy, man. Do you have an analogy off the top of your head of something like, why would you try to make Marinol? Uh, I don't, man. I don't. Sorry. It's like you know, people that that uh, you know try to make the kit, the kit car. That's is that a Ferrari or is it just like a kit one with a Mazda engine in it? You know, no, you got to get the Fiero. You get the Fiero uh, with the Ferrari body kit on there, man. <laughs> that will so, still get you laid in some parts of South Florida, bro. I would think Homestead. Um, I would think that I don't know how it all works, but so if if uh, you were allowed to get uh, marijuana with your insurance card. So do the insurance companies like lose money? The more the more I go out and buy prescriptions, let's say I'm buying a lot of prescriptions every month, and then I start using cannabis, and I don't need to buy as many prescriptions. Doesn't that save insurance companies money when because they pay for a decent amount of prescriptions? Like so, if I wasn't buying so many prescriptions just because I started to use cannabis and reduce all that, wouldn't that be good for the insurance companies or no? Huh, man, I sure. don't know, man. I'm not. That much of a forward thinker, bro. Somebody once, uh, not once told me, but I heard in a, well, it's the same thing. I heard it in a report that one out of every $3 in the economy is spent on health care. You know, some type of health care. You know, that's insane, man. That is, uh, that's why I'm like, well, it's kind of obvious it'll never get cleaned up. I remember in 1992, Bill put Hillary in charge of uh, cleaning up the health care system. That was 1992, you know. Meanwhile, you know, she just got very rich. Is the only thing that happened. I mean, it's all it all boils down to here is I mean, it's because there's so much. Once the feds will get, you know, the FDA has it approved, and the feds get it off schedule one, everything would be a little bit different. But yeah, grow your own, man. Screw the healthcare company. Absolutely, man. I, I think what would happen is it would uh, a lot of people would really understand the value in self medication. You know, where yeah. they'd be like, "Wow," you know. And I mean, you know, this isn't the only herb in the world, man. I've got all sorts of herb maker handbooks, and it's always, you know, I always say life is long, and I don't have the time to do. You know, I'm sitting there chasing a fucking dollar for the most part of, of of my day. I don't get a chance to do some of the things I'd really enjoy doing. But like, I've collected all these books on the medicine makers handbook, and you know, growing herbs and things like that. So interesting, interesting. Uh, I was just trying to scan through uh, some of the most recent news here as well in Colorado. It sounds like I, I haven't gotten fully into it, but there's been some backlash on the fact that that uh, what was it? They were trying to get the social social use, being able to use marijuana out in the open and whatnot, and they had that for the ballot. And we covered it last this week in cannabis, and they pulled it off the ballot, and everything went uh, yeah a little bit uh, dramatized. So. 
Sounds like you got a dog fight in the background. Jesus Mr. Christ. Real. I think I got a dog fight in the background, man. I don't know what the hell's going on out there, man. I like it. I like it. In the news, there's, there's a little bit of a dog fight at, at Scotty Real <laughs> Studios. Jesus. You could call them Pitbull, Pitbull Studios. Doesn't somebody have something called Pitbull Studios, man? Well, I'm sure they really do, cool. man. It'd I'm sure tough. that same guy has lots of tattoos, man, and, and wears a flat hat, man. A fitty fitty, man. <laughs> <laughs> flat hat? Do you mean by the cap craze? Like where everybody's wearing the flat build? Uh, For back. real, bro. For that's real. funny these days, man. It's you see it on. Uh, yeah, that's super. I, I I took. I started wearing like the flat bill. I don't know what it's like at the mesh mesh back. You know, here and there, and then you keep the bill kind of flat. And then I realized, like, I'm I I subconsciously caught myself. I'm like, dude, I'm just getting into this fad. So I I started to go back. Now I'm gonna be the one that brings back. How everybody used to wear like the really curved cap pulled around the you know you gotta have that nice curve um, right. on the front and Bill Ford <laughs> curved well dude that flat shit and especially when guys you know you get like the tough guy and the Harley man when they do not just the flat back but then they lip it up on the back too kind of oh, real yeah man yeah all I'm, that attitude you better be careful man they're gonna throw you in a limp biscuit if you're not careful man I'm bringing all back, that attitude I'm bringing back. The curved bill, you could call it. I don't know. It's the. It's gonna be the, the, the farmer look or something. I don't know. They're gonna. I'm telling you, you put khakis on. They're gonna throw you back into uh, into the Midwest, man. Straight uh, up. Yeah. They All could. right. What All do you right. got next, man? Now that we stereotyped absolutely every region and pissed everybody off, man. Let's go to the next story, man. It says no more Joe Camel, please, man. And uh, this is off the normal website. And this has to do with, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say the douchebags that are responsible for that responsible Ohio movement. Yeah, great, you're getting legalization. I, I heard the guy that, that was on here last, last week or that, that we represented his point. But, dude, these guys just seem like idiots, man. They really do. Um, they show up in a bus all around college campuses called the Green Rush Bus Tour. And, uh, yeah, like it says, a questionable name for a group of investors who hope to get rich off legal marijuana in Ohio. And what do they call the Green Rush bus tour? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I, fuck you with your fucking Green Rush, man. You know? You know I, I don't know, man. And then so then, uh, you know, who comes out of the bus but a life-size superhero cape crusader pot mascot named Buddy with muscular <laughs> green and white body and green pot bud as a head. And a large B across his chest. You know? And this is what this is right off the article from the normal website. A cartoon character to help advance the legalization of marijuana. Now that's an advertising approach that has a f- familiar ring to it. Ever heard of Joe Camel? <laughs> I fuck Joe Camel too, man. I mean, seriously. Little kids used to give a shit about Joe Camel who was killing their parents with fucking five dollar pack cigarettes, you know? Uh uh-uh. uh, that, that ain't that ain't the way that I want this to go. That's great. Yes, I understand that we've already got people smoking shit with cigarettes, and there's your only proven model for a lot of this stuff. But you don't have to follow that model, man. Throw that shit out and start over again. Yeah, I, well, it's just like they said. The word they're worried if they throw it out, it's it's not gonna they're just it's not gonna come back around quick enough, you know. What do you mean? Uh, I'm saying that, dude, we already broke them. We already had, you know, uh, you know, things like Joe Camel mascots selling poison to, to kids' parents and stuff, you know. You had the cute Spuds McKenzie doggy, you know, that kind of bullshit for Budweiser. Um, fuck marketing to kids and teenagers, man. 
You know, this is medicine, man. Market this shit is medicine. As a, I don't think that these guys today not believe that it's a useful medicine. Uh, you don't think that they could have done really well by taking an, appro- an approach just, just like the shit we've been talking about, man. You know, um, you know, these guys, especially going to college campuses, these, these guys are the future, man. And medicinal studies we talked about in this episode, you know, federally funded or, or tax funded medicinal studies on it. Um, different. Uh, uh, sicknesses that can be helped by this. You know, shit, if I was going around on a bus tour, I'd be talking, I'd have people in lab coats talking about how we need to change the world and that uh, that this is the plan to do it. And I'd be trying to inspire people to, to get to work with it. Not the fucking guy dressed up as a big bud with a bud for a head. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it is, unless it's either 420 in Denver, you're at the Cannabis Cup, or it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, remember we met that guy that just had all the beef jerky uh, snapped to him. He had like 200 packs of beef jerky, and he was in like a bodysuit. And he was just walking around the ski lodge, and people were pulling beef jerky off him. It was kind of oh, disturbing. Yeah, I still have some of that, man, in my, uh, in my emergency pack, man. Got a lot more pack, than man. I got. I should have attacked that guy. <laughs> yeah, man. He made the rules, man. Yeah, he couldn't talk either. It was great. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about... Uh... They're having more, a few more news stories out I found with teens, and they're saying, you know, the teens that are using the vape pens for tobacco are like 27 times more likely to smoke them, smoke some herb with them. It says marijuana vaping with e-cigarettes among the rise with teens. I mean, isn't Fuck that pretty yeah. If you're going to say yes, if somebody's going to pass you something and you're going to go, ooh, what is it? Let me try it. Ooh, it tastes like peaches and strawberries. Well, you're fucking, you're a curious person. You know what I mean? It has everything to do with, with, with your upbringing and just who you are. You know, if somebody passes me something, you know, something and I don't know the fuck it is, I'm like, nah, no thanks, man. You know, I'm a skeptical person, man. I don't, I don't just t- hand what hand, I'm, I, I don't take what's given to me, you know? Yeah. So that's just the type of person people are. And yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely see people all day long that get past shit in a vape pen and are like, what is it? Oh, it's good. It tastes like peaches. And I'm not talking about my wife by any means, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather... <laughs> I'm trying to be PC here. Let's see. What what should I say? I was, I was about to be like, I mean, for me, you know, if I'm catching, you know, my high schooler that he's got his vape pen, I'd almost rather know that he was vaping marijuana than being addicted or getting his early addiction to tobacco use because to being addicted and because i don't find marijuana is not addictive in in many i shouldn't say in many but a lot of situations people aren't fully addicted physically addicted to cannabis you know it's not Um, quickly physically addictive if you smoke it every day for years and years and then you don't smoke it one day you're gonna fucking feel it man definitely you're gonna want to smoke weed you're not gonna have the same appetite is that physical yes it is so i'm gonna be fucking honest i'm not gonna lie you know i'm not gonna lie to myself or anybody you know but that's i think that out of almost all of them other than i guess like whatever meth and heroin and shit like tobacco is ridiculously addictive i've seen people go through the damnedest struggles trying to quit smoking you know like uh same you know i mean i think it's i think it's top you know tobacco is at the top of the list and you want to know how bad how bad tobacco is man i got i put people at the farm sometimes you know that don't have cars the nearest fucking store is solid three miles away man and these motherfuckers will walk to the store to get a pack of cigarettes man you know that's you know, <laughs> uh, that's that's a poll right there. You know man. what's They're the best? Pulled. And if any of you listeners out there smoke cigarettes, you know, just 
uh, whatever. I'm not hating on you, but I do like it when I see people go outside here in Colorado and it's like fucking negative five. Like, what are you doing? I'm going out to have a smoke and they're like, you know, just like chattering, like, like look out, like it's really windy. There could be like a blizzard. Like, was that really enjoyable at all? Period. Hey, but hang on. I used to, I used to think the same thing, man. But fuck that. You know, I mean, now we can really empathize, man. Now we can put ourselves in their position. Do we love smoking weed? I haven't smoked all fucking, you know, all day or whatever for a couple days. I just got to where I'm going and I got my vape pen. And what do I find myself? I find myself in a little smokers group out there corralled with the cigarette smokers taking some puffs off my vape panning. You know what? It could be goddamn negative 100 degrees. I'd stand out there for a minute and smoke a couple goddamn hits. Yeah, it's fucking great. I love it. It is worth it, man. So, yeah, yeah. they're all addictions or whatever the fuck you want to call them, man. You know, let's, you know I'm not going to pull any punches here. <laughs> uh, you know, but, you know, no, and nobody's better than one another. You know, there's people that just, dude, I know people that, dude, they can't wait for that drink. You know, man, I... You know, whatever, been with folks, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait just to get to bed. And they're like, yeah, get a six-pack and go to bed. Yeah, definitely, you know? I mean, different strokes for different folks. Everybody's everybody's got their own vices, you know? So, you know, I don't, I don't want to judge anybody for that. I just, you know, I'm telling how I'm evil sometimes, and I'm laughing at cold smokers. <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. Man. Anyway, I, I used to uh, always wonder. I'd see him. I'd see him when I was going like in high school. Yeah, the cool kids with the jeans jacket and smoking cigarettes, and I'd be freezing my ass off, it, like for the two days in Florida when it got cold. You know, and I'd be like, "Damn, man, I wonder if that's warm. That that looks nice and warm and inviting. You know, rich and satisfying, man." <laughs> <laughs> rich and satisfying never smoked though man always always was like uh, unless it gets you high i ain't doing it man i'm a hypocrite every once in a while i'll enjoy i'll enjoy a chew and uh i mean i can't if i smoke a cigarette it, it'll like put me on my ass but that's the same with people like some people if they put on a dip like they're gonna have to lay down on the ground you know oh that happened to me man i i never smoked a cigarette it was kind of it just wasn't for me man you know i always thought you know i was somewhat athletic or whatever and just never never thought about smoking a cigarette didn't occur to me it was going to be counterproductive for what i was trying to accomplish and uh the drought of 1990 happened and you couldn't get weed anywhere man i mean they had billboards up they were like you think it's dry this summer and they were fucking with us man and uh Dude, a friend went to Amsterdam, just this, this chick, and brought back some uh, just blocks, of, you know, a little block of hash or something. And she was convinced. We were all kids, and she was convincing us. She's a cigarette smoker and goes, you have to smoke it with, with uh, uh, tobacco. She's like, that's the way you smoke hash. You have to mix it with tobacco. So she made this just tobacco and hash joint, man, you know, whatever. If you call it a you know, cigarette. And just smoke like two hits of that shit and literally had to lay down. whole room was spinning. Probably Ralphed a couple times, man. I mean, that shit is fucking crazy. And my buddies there are like, see? Gives you a buzz. You see? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, man, I haven't done that in a long time. I do I do enjoy. I should go get some some those blunt wraps. I, I do enjoy that every once in a while. The accent. Well, blunt's having. different, man. I smoke blunts when, when I'm down there in, in Florida with Maestro. That's all he smokes is these fucking crazy blunts. And that's different. That's not like smoking does he get a cigarette. Like those, does he get like certain papers or does he actually use like the blunt papers? No, like, he gets certain papers. Yeah, that are either. You can even get like those nice. Yeah, like they're super easy to use. I'll have to go look into that. Speaking of uh, smoking devices, we got uh, Dude Grow Show official 
bong should be in route it should be in route from uh, mn legit man that's the glass glass company glass blower artiste there up in minnesota if you guys are i think he ships wherever i don't know if, if but he's also he's in a bunch of glass shops in minnesota as well so check nice. out mnlegit.com if you need some glass and make sure you tell him Dude Gross said, what's up, man? I'm excited to have that showpiece. It's going to become a ritual. We're going to have to bring back the annoying bong alert. Yeah, <laughs> man. Shout out to IB High, man. I was hanging out with him a couple weeks ago and smoked out of a beautiful brand new bong that he got, man. It was beautiful, man. I, oh, man, it just tasted so good. And you know what? It was funny, man. You want to talk about something real quick? He would brought some dispensary. He had like two different types of dispensary weed that he got from, you know, I won't even say the name. And... um then he was like, but my one buddy has this stuff every now and again, this shit right here, and he saves all <laughs> of it, man. And, dude, that shit was the bomb, man. So, like I said, man, the you know corporate weed is, is one thing. It's great to have access to it. It's great to be able to go, you know, into a store and buy it. But, man, the shit sometimes, the, the, the real connoisseur stuff, at least in my neighborhood, still comes from, you know, my crew. You know, still comes from private growers. Uh yeah, anyway, that was a great hanging out with him. I wanted to uh, give an executive producership today, man. Today's executive producer is the man, the myth, and the legend, Mr. J.R. Token, man. He's been helping out a bunch with some stuff, man. And, uh, dude, I just love J.R., man. Badass, man, or junior token, <laughs> as, as you like to call him. So thank junior. you so much up, for junior? all the help. <laughs> oh shit thank you so much for all the help he also man he is a prolific uh micro blogger social media poster whatever you want to call it but he's always got something different that he's growing man and posting and uh really interesting guy to follow man so keep an eye out for jr token man he on the rise he on the move i was multitasking and reading a little too did you mention ib high as well i did I did. I can't remember what I was supposed to say about him, but I just talked about smoking bong hits with him. I'm starting the official uh, Dude Grow snowboarding team, so it sounds like I'd be highs on it, you know, so if you guys want to get up, hit some Yeah, hey, fuck you for making me try out, dude. Scotty is still in tryouts. We have not fully approved him, but uh, regardless, Scotty, let's take a quick break here, man. We've had no music here on the show real quick. Let's throw one in here if you don't mind. Come on, man. Let, let's bust someone, something with the Kang, man. All right, bring it. Bring some Kang. Yo. Why don't you go get that good shit? You know, that shit that your brother gave you. That good shit. Yeah. That's the shit. Right here. That's the shit. This shit right here. Yeah. This shit right here. 
Laughing and feeling good inside Instead of buying Xanax Grow urban, get high Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Just light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Alright, alright, I found, uh, what do we got, what do we got, uh, you have one more on here, let's do, you do one more, and I got, I got one more I just found, you got this open-ended letter to the university oh, that man, arrested this was me a f- for smoking weed, what's up with this? This was so good, man, I'm debating, dude, what do you, it's a pretty long letter, do we read the whole uh, thing, do we abbreviate it, this guy's, this guy's fucking sitting there, it's like his last day of college, He'd done great, maintained like a. It's all right. I'm starting. It's built, dear William Patterson University. It's been one year and four months to the day that I was arrested on your campus for a meager dime bag laid apart laid upon my apartment desk. The immediate, the immediately ensuing legal and financial nightmare was exhausting, expensive, and fundamentally counterintuitive to my clear desire to successfully complete and attend and attain a degree at U University. I ask you today, so many moons later, and having since graduated and begun reflecting on my many experiences within your walls, was it worth it? I mean, really, was it worth it? You know, it just gets in. He was handcuffed, bullied onto his apartment floor, cursed by the officers, totally disrespected. And, um, you know, he gets gets taken in a police car that says the Department of Public Safety, he says, which is today the grayest, saddest and most grossly mislabeled building I have ever had the displeasure of entering. Yeah, you dude, you get fucking pulled into something. This is like fucking 1984 bullshit, you know, where yeah, the fucking well, wait, future cops record, come and, he goes, for the record, I was an honor student, uh, third year attending your college, attaining dean's list each semester. Uh, I was sitting confidently on a 3.8 GPA, hosting two radio shows a week, managing the station's music department, volunteering my time to advocate for college to incoming freshmen at scholarship breakfasts, and generating considerable internal press for having spent multiple spring breaks volunteering for United Way on behalf of the university. Damn. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, that is and he gets arrested for a dime bag, man. How long ago was this? Did you did it say? Do you know? I I don't, man. I don't. Um, it was it was not that long ago though, man. I think it was last year. It says be fruit. Be, oh, hang on a second. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, less than five dollars worth. He said five dollars worth of week old weed sitting hilariously enough on top of a textbook I had borrowed from a professor a professor to continue an independent study. Oh man! Uh, yeah, yeah all, all all told, the experience cost me over twelve hundred dollars. Not to mention the the implausible emotional cost. I wish I would have had you say that. The implausible emotional cost of a bumbling public defendant that lost files and had stained ties. Uh, a family disappointment confused by uh, such a dramatic charge and the constant nagging sensation that I had somehow failed, that I was somehow guilty of something everyone else I knew did too, but never faced the ramifications of a stoned scapegoat, if you will. Yeah. You know what that does to you, man, when they fucking come in and just fucking hang charges over your head and tell you, Oh yeah, we're going to, you could go to jail for this man, you know, for your fucking half a joint's worth of weed and you better get a lawyer you know, and it just it's unbelievable, man. And then for to be this, you know, 22, 23 years old, just coming out of college. And this is like your reality to to 
you know, you know, your your uh, introduction to reality and being an adult that nobody's out to protect you, man. They're out to fuck you, man. As of January 16, 2015, I am no longer in our state's silly doghouse, but the experience marks both professionally and personally. The, but the experiences marks, I don't know, both professionally, personally and professionally remain to this day. You know, blah, blah. I don't know, man, but it's just unbelievable, man. There's no yeah. reason why there's not a system to be put in place and assist students, students on campus caught and charged with the possession of marijuana. For an institution of higher learning to have a, such a backwards and dramatic system of penalizations for a substance so widely accepted across the world is embarrassing and elementary. If your website is true, pretty pretty with the millions we've gotten you and your ultimate goal is to genuinely to help our students develop strength and the skills they need to achieve success. Why are yeah, you prowl- prowling their apartments and arresting them for smoking joints on a Saturday night? Obviously the dude's pissed, man. He had to do the, uh, you know, the urinate in the cup deal for six months, you know, all that crap that you got to pay for and be part of the system. And, uh, yeah, I can picture getting and not only that irate. Yeah, these fucking idiots, man. I mean, you don't have unlimited amounts of people. When you go and arrest somebody's mom or dad and take them to jail when they're kids, or you go and arrest somebody when they're 21 years old for smoking half a joint. Like, I got arrested when I was 18 or 19 for smoking half a joint with a chick at a party in a car. And it probably really, you know, to this day, man, I don't have a lot of cop friends and I don't really have a lot of cuss for, uh, trust for them, man. I find them to be in the biggest, most powerful gang there is, man. And, and yeah, I have fear for them, have respect for them. I don't have a lot of trust and, and, and like for them. And I'm really not rooting for them to go bust more people and cage more people. That shit started by him caging me when I was 19. And for this guy getting getting caged up when he was 21, 22, doing the right thing, still got locked in a cage by his government. Well, that's going to, you know, th- that's no good, man. That's no good for loyalty. That don't establish loyalty, man. Yeah. That establishes rebels and rebellion, man. The government better fucking be careful of that shit, man. All right. I got one more here, man. Driving. All right. I hope it's about shiny, happy here. people, man. Is it about shiny, happy people? Yes. Holding hands and laughing. Uh, it's about Washington, man. They're saying the percentage of THC impaired drivers jumped after marijuana legalization. So basically they're saying uh, that the, the, the number of drivers who tested positive for marijuana and were involved in deadly crashes, because that's how they get, I think, a lot of their stats. It's probably mandatory when there's a deadly crash that people are drug tested on all levels. Um, right. But they said Test that, that dead guy. They nearly rose 50% from 2013 to 2014. Uh, they're saying the Washington Traffic Safety Commission says marijuana involvement in fatal crash crashed remained steady over the years and then spiked in 2014 when Washington also legalized marijuana. Uh, so obviously uh, there's no way to tell if, I mean, I don't think that's what they're, they're testing for the presence of THC. They can't, they're not testing um if they're impaired or not, it says this new data distinguishes between drivers impaired on THC and those have re- residual. No, how does it do that? This new data distinguishes between drivers impaired on THC and those who have residual marijuana in their systems but are not. Probably if it's an active, active, or just a metabolite. I think the I metabolite. Guess it says, is, yeah, the number of drivers been metabolized after it's been metabolized, it uh, turns into active. something different. Yeah. So it says the number of drivers testing positive for active THC has steadily. That's increased. the kind I like to get. 
Yes, it's steadily increased from less than half of marijuana positive drivers in 2010 to 65% in 2013 and 85% in 2014. So just, I still, I'm going to, one, the argument, I mean, the title of this, percentage of THC impaired drivers jumped after marijuana legalization. Now, how can you say just because the THC is active in their system, they're an impaired driver? I don't, I, mean, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it is bullshit there. We but can you know obviously saying, see man. through tests um, and studies that, man, I shouldn't, this is a tough one too. I was like, well, obviously if you're po- over, you know, with drinking, if you're over 0.8, I think it is down to in most states now, uh, then you're considered an impaired driver. Although some people can get way above that probably and take plenty of driving tests and do okay. It's all a matter of the situation of how you're going to react in a certain car accident situation. But I just don't like, I still, they should all fall. We should get like that uh, J- 5280, that J. Tickton back on the show, that Colorado attorney that deals with a lot of these cases. It should still all fall to the roadside is what I thought, but then we're told not to take it. Um, and this is also a good reminder for you guys to keep your bowls locked in your glove boxes, your bag in your trunk. If you got a trunk, if you don't have a trunk in your SUV or a hatchback, put that shit way in the back out of reach. Yeah, where never... an attorney can argue there's no way that you could reach it. Yeah, and then just <clears throat> the, as well as, you know, um, have, uh, have uh, what the hell am I trying to say here? Have all your stuff, oh yeah, have all your stuff, that was actually a tip from Jay, all your shit in order and ready to, you know, when you get pulled over, you want to be ready, everything's in order and you're ready to go. Oh like, yeah, oh, I don't really have my insurance card. At least here's an old one. Hold on, my insurance card's in this cubby where I keep my bag, man. Hold yeah. On. Hey, turn around. Don't look. Are you a cop? Because you have to tell me if you are. Although in Washington, <laughs> the Washington State Patrol is going to continue their efforts to get impaired drivers off the roads. They have a Target Zero task force, which normally works Wednesday through Saturday. So that's a message to all you guys that want to go out and party and drive. If you're going to do it, do it Monday, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday because they work Wednesday to Saturday. Okay? Got it? <laughs> anyway. Man, I was watching, dude, me and my wife, I'm going, to get, I'm going to get made fun of for this, but me and my wife will sometimes sit down and watch this show called Mike and Molly. It's uh, with Melissa McCarthy's in it. She's, she's funny, man. She writes it and stuff. It's funny. But the one sister, and it's one of the first times I've seen this, man, in, in, in regular TV, but the sister, she's actually the kind of hot chick with the big boobs from uh, uh, Kenny Powers, man. Remember the chick Kenny Powers liked? Yeah. Remember Kenny Powers' girl? Yeah, it was, it's that girl. From, yeah. What's that? He's bound and down. That show is called. Anyway, so uh, she's a stoner in this. And the guy, Mike, you know, the, the husband of her sister is a cop. And uh, she shows up. Like, they, it's, the sister's taking her around because so she, she's trying to find where she parked her car last night. You know what I mean? Like, she gets fucked up. And they make fun of it. But she came home and the and the, the cop was being kind of the classic cop guy and like well good i'm glad you didn't drive home at least you know and she was like it wasn't by choice i lost my car but she was like uh by the way she turns around and she goes by the way and she starts fucking touching her nose back and forth and then she fucking walks in a straight line away from him super straight line and everybody applauds and that was like the writers giving a fuck you to every cop out there being like dude i can smoke all i want and i'm not fucking impaired like that's what <laughs> she was saying man right on primetime tv man and i was like wow all right, things well, really really are changing man the, the the tide is changing i uh i got uh kenny powers quote here he says uh i play real sports not trying to be the best at exercising. Fuck this guy. 
<laughs> Channing fucking about. powers, He's man. meeting somebody that's explaining to him how they do triathlons and other shit and, like, running. And he's like, I play real sports. <laughs> anyway, there's that, a button. That's the goods. There's there's actually a couple more I wanted to read on here, but man, they're they're rough. They're rough. I don't think they're even you know good PC for the Dude Crow Show. <laughs> oh shit! Put this bitch in the bag, man. I gotta go party, drink, smoke, and listen to bluegrass, man. Um, all right. So I just I'm getting myself caught up in Kenny. We need a soundboard. Damn it! Somebody get us a soundboard. I got right. one, man. I just have to figure out how to make it all work, man. I want one that comes Bluetooth from my head into the mic. I just think about it, and it comes out. <laughs> Nothing right. is simple. Okay, dude? Nothing. Guys, have a good weekend. Make sure if you're out and about and you're token and you're getting from point A to B, you're as safe as can be. Look at that. Rhyming it out. And uh, Wow, you rhyme B with B, man. That's pretty good. Even keeping, you know, even if you guys aren't smoking, or you could, it could be anything, keep your dank, you know, keep your dank smell down. If you, you don't want that to be the first smell. And I know some of them strains out there, you got that bag in your pocket, you're, you're, you got like a cologne on, you know? So That'd right. be my cologne. That'd be the Dutch right there, man. Putting it in a bag. Hell guys, yeah, man. The Dutch, the Dutch by Scotty Real. Come on, fragrance people. Let's do it. We will uh, be back Monday with some growth talk. Love it, man. Take her easy, dude. Later.